Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. All right, everyone. Well, I'm here with Ryan and Moj. We are uh, excited to chat with you all again today and to chat with each other. It's been a minute since we recorded together, so we're excited to catch up. Um, Today we're going to do like a little garden 101. They're going to ask me some questions that they feel like, you know, new people coming into the community might have, or I don't know what the hell the garden is, or just like new people in the community, old people in the community wondering things about how we got started, whatever and whomever. Here we are. So welcome Ryan and Moj. Hi guys, it's your girl Moj. Um, We're back for another episode. And um, I will be asking actually a few questions that's always, you know, when I first came onto the team or even when I was first introduced to Kijana, a few questions that I had asked her just to kind of understand her business a little bit more because this is not only her passion, it's actually her business. So I'm actually excited for you guys to hear directly from her. Um, Really excited for this episode. It's going to be really fun, too, because the garden is really unlike any other business. So it's fun to ask these questions because it's not the standard answers you get everywhere else. So it's going to be fun. I think the obvious first one is, and something that Moj and I laugh at because we asked really late into getting involved with this business, is what does like <laughs> what does I and I mean? What does it stand for? What you know? Why is the business name that? I'm telling you, Moj and I, we're, we're literally on our 27th. Yeah business hey, all of this working here like, <laughs> hey, by the way like what is this why is it named this like do you like in Moj asked me like obviously you know and I was like well you know obviously I should know but what <laughs> what I do not let know me, is <laughs> let me preface that what part of like the business conversation we were at when I brought this up to Ryan and why it was so funny to us because we were all the way up to the point of we were making merch we were looking at merch and we were thinking of what we we're going to put on our merch. And, you know, we were always really strong with like, yeah, this is I and I, like, we know this, this is like our homegirl's business. We're super supportive. And like, you know, we're here for her, but yet both of us were like, um, you know, <laughs> when it comes right down to it, <laughs> we actually real, don't real know meaning. what it means. <laughs> I can tell you what she meant by it, but the real, real meaning, we're going to have to go to her. I can tell you what it means, but I can't tell you the definition. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to know the energy. That's it. That's part of it. But thank you for asking that question. It is a good question. Um, You know, a lot of like Jamaican people, I don't know if you remember, Moj, that time that we were at uh, Manelli's yoga class when that girl was sitting next to us and she was like, oh, I was just on your Instagram. And I was like, how'd you get to my Instagram? And she said that she had seen the I and I on Manelli's Venmo. And she was like, I'm Jamaican, so I know what that means. But, you know, Jamaican people obviously know what it means. I think it's a really um, popular saying out there, just kind of like Irie, you don't have that tattoo. And Irie was one of the names that I thought about for the garden. Funny story, by the way, the garden was actually named Ital Rose Garden at first. You know, Ital is the like Rastafarian style of cooking and eating. And it was actually named Ital Rose Garden at first. And I changed the name for two reasons. I changed the name one because I wanted the name to have something that would like encompass more than just food, you know, and yoga, like Ital Rose Garden. I felt like that was too 
strict to like the Rastafarian kind of mantra. But the other reason I changed the name is because my brother, who I told you guys about on the last episode, when we got into that fight, he went on the Instagram and locked me out of it and locked me out of the emails too. So anybody who still follows Ital Rosegarden on Instagram, a bitch cannot get on that IG. So a bitch had to change her name real quick. So quickly shifted over to I and I, but you know what? It was the better name. It was the right name. It was, it was obviously where we were going. I and I really has a beautiful meeting. When I think of it, the first thing I think of really is like being a little girl, my dad saying it to me all the time and being like, I and I, I and I, I and I. And it's like this mantra of, you know, me and you being one, like the, the idea that there's really no difference between you and me. It's like I and I. And, you know, it's this idea of unity. And when I think about the garden too, like the first classes that I ever did, they were all about community, unity, oneness, and that energy. And so, yeah, I think that I and I energy definitely um, described the mission, the vision, the garden much better than just I tell, but that's what I and I means. No, I love that. I love that. I feel like one of my things was that I just knew it by Rose Garden. Um, I think it's because I didn't know what I and I was. I just kind of was like, mm, I'm going to just skip to the Rose Garden part. <laughs> you do that like, thing that kids do when they're learning to read where you're like, oh, I don't know that word. I'm just going to skip right over that and I'll figure it out. <laughs> but actually, a lot of people don't know where the Rose Garden comes from either. Rose is my last name. Not, believe it or not, not a lot of people, I think, realize that that's my last name. Um, and what? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's me included. When I first met Kijana and I was saving her contact, I knew I had her on Instagram. So I knew like, you know, she, she was on there as Kijana Rose. But I thought it was like maybe a middle name. Maybe, you know, some girls do that. They add a little thing to their name. Like maybe it's one of those. So I texted her. I was like, hey, girl, I'm saving your contact. What's your last name? And she was like, it's Rose. <laughs> I felt so dumb because... <laughs> So obvious, but yet I was like, oh, that's probably not it. <laughs> not your thought name. What's your real name? <laughs> not your street name. <laughs> your government name. <laughs> All of them combined. There it is. You know, another thing that I will ask for our audience is Rose Garden, I and I Rose Garden is actually more than just one thing. And I think sometimes because we're kind of in the time of where people are really like having their own like niches and like you know they have very specific businesses specific things that they work for when you have something kind of big inclusive business like that it's kind of hard to understand what this business really does and I think it would be great for our you know audience to really hear all the different aspects of the business and how it's not one thing and how it will never just be one thing like for never for no one to ever get used to just this one thing because it will never be that so i want you to kind of speak on that a little bit yeah and i like the way you put that because i feel like you know you can experience one part of the garden but like there's so many layers to it that i think you know you got to tap into all the different layers to really say you've experienced the garden um but yeah, I mean, from day one, we've always had, obviously, yoga be a huge component of what we were doing, because that's how it started, was around the cannabis yoga. But right away, that's, this is where the ITAL food 
stuff came in. I wanted to really like share Rastafarian culture with people and I wanted to educate people on just like cannabis in general. And I've always known cannabis as a medicine, despite the things that I've heard about it through the years and, you know, the way that other people um, speak on it. So for me, I really wanted to just like create this platform where people can access cannabis in all these new ways, but definitely the ways that I loved were with yoga, um, with food, uh, and just like gathering in general, like chilling, having a cool space to hang out and smoke and really like not feel like a criminal. Because the first time that I ever did a ganja yoga class, that was what it was for me. It was sitting in a room with a bunch of people that I had never met in my life before smoking weed, but not feeling like a criminal, not feeling like I was doing anything wrong. That was such a empowering feeling. Like I had a huge smile on my face. I couldn't take it off because I was just so happy to be there. And, and I felt so fortunate to be there. So it was just to create space. So I think like on the most basic level, like that's what we do. We, we create that space for people. Um, you know, we, we create food for people, obviously vegan, you know, the reason why I did vegan to begin with, I actually wasn't a vegan when I started the business, but I just felt like if you're consuming cannabis, you should be consuming it in as clean of a way as possible. And so I just wanted to cook vegan food. And obviously I tell food is vegan food, um, just naturally. So yeah, it, all the food that I was always making from the beginning was always vegan. And then, you know, it just so happened that then I decided this is just my life. But um, yeah, so it's like the food, the yoga. I mean, I think it's like experiential education in, in many ways, you know, shout out to Northeastern, but um, it's it's that. Don't worry, I'm going to talk a lot of shit about Northeastern. Yeah, don't, don't give them any. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it. That's that's the business I feel like, you know. I love Yeah, that. I think that summarizes it pretty well. Um, because I think one of the main thing that kind of distinguishes you from other ganja yoga, because now I feel like in LA, especially, you can find quite a few people that do ganja yoga, but one thing that really differentiates you from them is that you're so intentional about the space and the experience. You know, obviously, like you grow your own marijuana, so it's like, you know, you're going to get organic products and you're going to get quality things, but you always really pay close attention to the space we're going to be in and the type of experience you really want to have. Um, and for these people to enjoy because, you know, people are coming in to have, you know, and they're kind of thinking, oh, it's going to be same old, like, you know, ganja yoga, where you go, you smoke, you do yoga and leave. But it's not that to anyone who's been to your classes, they know it's not only like meeting people, it's introducing you to like you said, like vegan options, like vegan edibles. And I really love that concept of I and I Rose Garden. Thank you for saying that. I just want to say too, like quick shout out to some of the other ganja yoga teachers out there, especially Manelli. You guys can find her on IG at Yoga with Manelli. Um, but she's my favorite. Uh, she's dope. She's amazing. And you know, everyone has their own style and their own their own way of doing things. And I think for me at, at the, you know, the Rose Garden, that this is my style. This is how I do things. This is like, when I think about things, you know, what I think about. Um, the first Ganji Yoga class that I took, uh, Ganji Yoga Toronto, the woman who runs that, Lou, she's another really dope woman. You know, that class was totally different than what I do. And Manelli's classes are totally different, as you know, Moj, because you've been to yep. Manelli's classes. That's totally different. Um, but it's still really special and, and really amazing in its, its different way, you know what I mean? So 
Um, and then there, of course there's those other, uh, I mean, we don't, I don't have to get into the crazy ganja yoga people, but. The, Shouldn't you though? Did I? I can. <laughs> I mean, it's a podcast. We're trying to entertain the masses here. I mean, hey, if you guys want a little entertainment, I can pull out some messages, but <laughs> no, I mean, then there's like the ganja yoga lady who, and I will, um, no, but there's a ganja yoga lady, the white lady. Her name, so there's a woman, guys, everyone world. I'm telling you a story. Um, there's a woman in, I don't, I don't really know where she's based out of, if it's LA or San Francisco. I think she's been back and forth between both places, but she is, um, her name's Dee Dusalt and she's a white woman. And so ironically enough, when I first ever got into ganja yoga, like when I was like, I'm going to teach ganja yoga, I, I started researching like, you know, ganja yoga to see if there was any literature out there. And one of the only written texts on it that I found was written by this lady. But, you know, I'm not someone who will just buy a book. Like, I'm going to research the author first. So when I researched the author and I saw this lady, I was like, nah, this, this feels funny to me. Because this woman was claiming that she invented ganja yoga. So already that was, like, funny money to me. Because, yeah. you know, cannabis enhanced yoga is written about in the Yoga Sutras, which is the original, like, written document on yoga from, like, 5,000 years ago. So for someone to say they invented ganja yoga is so crazy. And on top of that, it's also wild because it's like in yoga, like one of the things when I was being trained that they said to me was like, don't ever say you invented any part of yoga because it's such an ancient practice. So you should never say that you invented any part of that. So this woman, this actually happened like just about two years ago, 20, December, 2018, this woman hit me up on IG and she was like, um, yeah, like I, I, she basically messaged me and said, you cannot use the words ganja yoga written on any like flyer or anything like that. You can, you can use the hashtag hashtag ganja yoga but you cannot use um the words ganja yoga because i own it and i will have to send you a cease and desist letter and first of all you can't own anything with the words ganja federally right now but what she was telling me was that she is grandfathered in she used those words that she's grandfathered in by um common law trademark to the words ganja yoga because again this was in 2018 she said she invented it nine years ago <laughs> so again i my first question to her was like well let me ask you a question do you have any like ancient connection to these words that you feel like you own them and she and she was like no and i was like well you can't tell me not to use words that like my people have died for and she was like well, if you're Indian, then those are Sanskrit words. So I guess I understand what you're saying, but otherwise enlighten me. <laughs> you don't sound like you're ready to be enlightened, ma'am. I was like, no, bitch, not today and not the one. <laughs> and if you got to hit me, hit me through lawyers because you, my friend, are crazy. I told her that she was crazy. I said she should be ashamed of herself. Um, among some other things I said, I wasn't crazy with it, but I could have gone off, but I didn't, but yeah, like people are like that out here in the world. So that's crazy to me. You know, I obviously don't ever and would never think that I invented ganja yoga nor anything cannabis related. Cause this is an ancient medicine. So really for me, it's like, 
in many ways, I feel like I'm bringing back my, um, you know, the ancient traditions of like my culture to the world now in a new way and just like in a way that we need right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, so not shout out to the crazy people who say that they invented things that they didn't invent, but to the other Ganja yoga teachers out there that are doing really dope stuff with the practice. Like I really recognize the fact that we're all very different. We all bring something I think really unique and special to the table and it's all really necessary and we need more of us. So yeah, keep it coming and everybody fucking hashtag Ganja yoga and Ganja yoga, everything. And I will use those words. I die. <laughs> she sounds like a real Karen. Well, I do have one last question. And that what, and it kind of dovetails from what we were talking about, which is, okay, so you described how cannabis and ganja yoga is like an ancient practice. So what do you think, like, how would you characterize what cannabis brings to the offerings that you offer, be it classes, be it coaching, you know, every experience? I think that just to answer your question of what cannabis kind of adds, it's just like, a very medicinal factor to everything that we do. And I think that there's so much, you know, medicine in already the things that we're doing, like yoga and meditation, and even just like eating really good plant-based food and gathering in a really good environment. And then to have it be kind of enhanced by cannabis, I think is what is like, makes everything just that little bit of extra special and extra just nice and exciting. Um, I think that what makes it also really special for people is like the diversity of the offerings, not just like of the offerings themselves, but within the offerings. Like, you know, I almost always have different strains when you come to class and I have, you know, different edibles. We change the menu like every week, every other week. You know, we, we keep it really like fresh and exciting. We also, even the events, you know, even if you see us do one event twice, it's never quite the same both times. It's always going to be a little bit different, a little bit um, special and curated and customized based on what that day is, who's coming in the door, where we are in the world. Like, I feel like we take every single factor into consideration when we're putting something together. And that's what kind of makes everything that we do so special. And, you know, cannabis just happens to be our lane, our industry that we just kind of got lucky enough to, to be in, um, which, yeah, I'm really excited about. Okay, to both of you, because you guys have both been to a class. And I kind of said, I kind of spoke for Ryan on the last podcast. I was like, Ryan got inspired when he came to class. But... <laughs> I did. I'll, I'll confirm it. I'll absolutely. It's so funny because I've listened to that episode of what a thousand times, like via editing it. And you said I, I clenched. I held my breath and you were like, Ryan, I spoke for Ryan. I was like, did she? What did she say? I don't remember I a second holding, of it. I was holding my breath until she mentioned me. I'm like, what is she going to say? Is she going to tell them how we met? <laughs> funny story about how me and Moj met is that at the time when that happened, I was dating a white person and there was a lot of like cultural oppression in that relationship, as you guys know, but that is how Moj and I met though, through that relationship. And so it's so funny because like everything in life really happens for a reason. Like I actually think that I had to be with that person just to meet Moj, just so we could just all be here right now doing this. Same, same. 
But you know, I guess God wanted me to go through a lot to meet you because golly, that could have been an easy. It was the vibe. We really went through some shit. I think that's why we're bonded together forever. Because <laughs> I could have taken an easier route to meet you, girl. <laughs> it didn't need to be like that. So Kijana and I were both, she was visiting LA at this time and we were both going to take um, Manelli's class. And um, at this point, the person that she was dating and his roommate um, was the person that I was dating at that time, was his roommate. So at that point, him and I were not talking and it was because some like major shit that had gone down and I just needed to like cut him off. So right before Kijana visited, I sent her a little text like, hey girl, I know we have plans, but you need to know what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with him, so I guess I got to break up with you, too, because you're friends by affiliation. And I was like, no, 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 I don't play for that team. I was like, no, no, I'm not loyal. I am not loyal. Bitch, I love you. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll have to tell you in person. So, you know, we went to the class. Shout out, Manelli. Great class. I always leave that class feeling so happy, so free. It's yeah, LA people going to check her out. Yo, I have tried to invite so many friends to that class, and honestly, I don't know why they're not motivated to go because I literally love attending her classes. It's such a good vibe. It's small and she really makes that experience really worthwhile. Mind you, I drive from Orange County on a Friday like evening right after work. I bring my yoga clothes with me in the car so I can change and go to drive an hour and go to Manelli's class because it is really that good. Mind you, I really love ganja yoga. I really love the experience of doing both in one setting. So, you know, your girls were feeling relaxed after class and we were walking to our car and her and I, um, Kijana and I were gonna go eat after. And I was like, all right, so let me tell you what happened. And I took Kijana on a roller coaster where she was crying at literally real tears, crying at some parts, laughing at some parts. And after that, I knew this girl was on my team and we were gonna be besties for life. Besties <laughs> for life. <laughs> It really was. A truly beautiful symbol of female friendships. Thank you really, for sharing that. And we were even questioned by this person, like, oh, wow, a woman's bond is really that strong. Yeah, they, they said that to us. They were like, wow, so y'all. <laughs> we're like, no, we're staying. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to hear your experiences of, you know, the first time that you came to a ganji yoga class at the garden or with the garden. Okay, so I have like a really special experience because it was an LA traveling class. So it was in a beautiful Airbnb. We just had the most wonderful day. It was like a beautiful group of people. The sun was hitting us right. It was warm. We were outside. It was also the f first time I ever smoked, I think, um, one of the volcano bags, which is just a treat for all the senses. And uh, yeah, it was just truly excellent. Yours is actually quite the workout, and I, I like that about it. It's almost even more like a pio, like it's excellent. So that's that's a, a good thing, too. Like it's an actual workout. And then you're also like getting stoned. It's truly magical. It's truly mm -hmm. magical. And it's funny that because I never heard that story about how you felt like, oh, my God, I, I didn't feel like a criminal that first time. But that I, is also how I felt being at your class for the first time like oh my god this is so cool it's like so nice to be smoking with strangers not be like in a weird dealer's basement in my hometown and he's like wait so my mom doesn't get suspicious you know what I mean like there's no like opportunities for like cool stoners to like hang out and do 
you know, great experiences together. So that's one of the things that the garden has created. And let me add on to that. You met me at that class, you know. I did. It was the most magical part of it. I didn't want to just distract from the whole thing because actually we'll just title this episode how Moj became friends with everyone on the podcast. But (laughs) that's absolutely what happened. It was the best day ever. Um, you know, funny enough, that was also my first experience. Mind you, at that point, I had known Kijana for a little bit now, but the class that you just uh, described was also my first class. And this is why I was mentioning earlier on how Kijana really has a specific intention on her, you know, the environment that she's providing the space, because I feel like just to be outdoors, the weather was perfect, the setting was perfect. You know, before I went, I had uh, my best friend who had attended one of Kijana's classes before give me a heads up. I was like, you know, you are going to work out. Like, this is not going to be like stretching because I had invited her to this class. You know, I was like, oh, my friend's coming down, like come through and she was going to come. And I was asking her, how was your last experience? And she was like, okay, it's a workout. Like you sweat, you're fully like doing like squats. I was like, oh, okay. So mind you, you know, we had smoked a little bit, had a few bags, my home, my other homegirls were there that day. It's like a really great experience, just socializing with people. And then the class started. (laughs) We really got a workout in that day. But I remember at one point when Kijana actually comes up to each person and she adjusts them. If you're doing something wrong, she'll fix it. And she came up to me and she said, I don't know if the words were higher or more. And I was like, I can't, (laughs) this is literally my max. (laughs) And I just like overall had such a great time. It was such fun, light energy that even though it was like a full workout class, I really felt like it was more like social time. Like I really got to meet new people, like had a little sweat, you know, in and got high. It was just, it was great. We had some, um, I remember this, we had some wellness shots that you had prepared for us, some warm towels. It's nice to check so many things off at once. You can get stoned, you can get a workout in, you can hang out with your friends. And you can hang out with some cool people who are also, you know, like, want to be there. They want to be a part of it. They all have good energy. I did not meet one person that day that didn't have great energy. Mind you, you know, did meet one person that day where I was like, "Mm, okay. Um, (laughs) I'm good. Daughter, because we all know who this one person is. Oh no, you are so petty, but okay, girl. I love you. I love you different, but the petty pond is deep. But you know, like I let it go. Like if I'm not feeling that from you, we can just let it go. It's fine. (laughs) I let it go. I'm bringing it up on a podcast six months. Yeah, right now, but I did let it go until just now when I brought it back up. But yeah, overall, back to the class. It was a great class. Met some great people. And yeah, I, that's why I was like, I need to be a part of this. I need to, you know, be involved. I need to, I want to create experiences like this for other people. And that was like my main motivation of like trying to be a big part of like Rose Garden West was because I kind of understood the vibe that Kijana wanted to give. I kind of understood the vision that she was, you know, trying to have for expanding Rose Garden to Westside. So that's when I was like, all right, I need to be a part of this because this is just amazing. Like what's cool too, is that it's like a trunk show. Like every time you go, there's also like a bunch of cool, like wellness products and, you know, obviously 
pre-rolls and other canvas type things too, but there's also like salves and tinctures. It's so fun for Kishana to like actually invent stuff. You know, it's stuff that you can't just find at the dispensary like we talk about. It's stuff that's like actually being crafted to solve a problem by someone who uses the medicine. Like it's really cool stuff. So being able to go to a, like, I'm like a mad shopper. I want to buy something in every single place that I see. So being able to go to a class and then also being able to buy a bunch of stuff at the end is like the coolest. Stuff that you tried in that class. So it's kind of like, you know, it's good. You know what I mean? Like it's best to like experience it in class and then be like, oh, I can take it home. Like, okay. That's such a great point. Yeah. Cause you get, you see, and just like you see the intentionality in the class. And then you're like, well, everything I buy is going to be awesome because, you know, why yeah. wouldn't it be? Okay. My last question for you guys, because I didn't really talk about this in the last episode, um, is like, what do you guys do here at the garden? So I started, <laughs> like Kishana mentioned in the episode where she was talking about us joining the team, I started by just. Um, committing to like redoing the website, changing it up, making it making it more functional, adding like a store component. And slowly but surely, it just became like my ultimate dream of being able to work with one of my favorite people. And I've started doing more things, kind of taking over digital creative side of everything, running the Instagram, sending the emails, just taking care of how we interact with people, basically not in person making it easier to buy classes and experiences, doing private dinners and everything, just working with Kishana to design everything she wants to sell and just making her realize that, you know, everything's possible in terms of what she wants to do. It's just figuring when to do it and how the best way to do it is. And just helping her create the vision is really, you know, my main job. And I think it's the best. So I'm very happy to be a part of the team. Yay. Thank you, Ryan. I do just want to clarify for the people that, you know, yes, it is Ryan on Instagram talking to you. Most of the time, but sometimes you jump in too. So it's really gamble. I do pop in here and there, um, you know, if need be, but I would say 99% of the time that's Ryan talking to you. Um, you know, some of you know because I like to have fun with it, and some people I'll say that it's Ryan, and other people I just impersonate Kushana, and it's like a it's like a true like psychological schism. I think sometimes I think that I am Kushana when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's actually hilarious because um, when Ryan start, first started taking over on IG and like really was like bringing it to life with like the captions and stuff people would text me and they would be like, oh my God, I can literally hear you saying that caption on IG. And I would be like, that Ryan is so talented. He just, he knows his girl. I know my friend. (laughs) So for me, I feel like I really came on to the team after our um, Joshua Tree trip this summer, um, 2020. So after that trip is where I feel like I really became a part of the team. And, you know, um, before that, Kijana and I would just kind of like talk about her business and what she was doing. And, you know, I was kind of like in the loop of what was happening with her. But to be part of the team was a whole different experience. Um, What my role is, um, is that I help Kijana carry out her vision on the West Side, which would be L.A., California. So because of COVID, everything has kind of been on a little bit of a pause, but I will be in charge of creating very, um, very 
unique experiences, unique experiences that um, is very specific to LA people that they enjoy. Cause I feel like the whole vibe of LA is about, you know, going somewhere and having like this experience rather than, you know, getting things and buying things. So that was going to be my role was to create experiences, different experiences each time. And, you know, try to bring people in and learn about Rose Garden that way. But unfortunately, due to COVID, since we cannot get together and virtually is just doing events virtually is just not the same thing in this business. So we're on a little bit of a pause on the West side, but you know, don't worry, your girl's working on some plans as soon as this pandemic is over. We're gonna have some great things um, in the back for you guys. I can't wait to share some of these experiences and just kind of bring them to life. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited to, um, I mean, definitely to have both of you on board, I think. I spoke a lot in the last episode just about how like having Ryan on the team, it just, it just elevated everything to another level. Like, and I think, you know, when people, um, when they go online and they, and they go on a website and it, and it doesn't feel right, you know, something about it just feels off. They make an instant judgment on the business. Like something is just a little off. And so just having that beautiful web presence that we have on the website and then on IG too, it's really like invaluable to the business. So, you know, that is such a, such an important part of our presence. And I know that media like this podcast, you know, video stuff that we want to do, it's going to continue to be an important part of this, this business. So it's really like no coincidence that, you know, we have our marketing guru already in place. Um, but with Moj, I'm, I'm so excited for the West Coast stuff because, you know, one thing that is really important for me, and I know you guys will remember this from when we were doing a little bit of licensing in, in LA County, um, <clears throat> but like when you go to a place, like I, I don't want to just like impose upon a place, you know what I'm saying? And be like, okay, I'm here now, like catch this vibe or whatever. It's like, I love LA, you know, you you guys know that. I really love it. I love the energy out there. I love the vibe. And when I'm out in LA, like I'm we're doing an LA class. Like this isn't a Boston class. This is an LA class. This is different. This sure. is a totally different energy. We're creating something totally different. And for me, having someone on board that is from there and has lived there and has community there, knows how to build community there is so important. It's so important to me. And so you know, I'm really excited. Like that was a really big um, get for me. It was a really big, it, it just really solidified for me. Like, okay, we have this energy out here on the West Coast. You know, we have a presence out here, even if it is on pause, even if we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, you know, we're still, we're still out there. Rose Garden West is still definitely alive um, and well, and we'll, we'll be back for sure in a big way, but I'm really excited to see what Moj is going to put together and how we're going to, you know, expand and grow out on that side too, for sure. And just to kind of add on to that, like when you come to LA, you feel a different vibe, you know, the people here want something different. So curating that experience for them, like is what they're going to really appreciate, like the thought that goes behind it, being in that community, knowing people in that community and just kind of like bringing those people with good energy together and then having, you know, them experience your business, how you want it to be experienced. And that's kind of like where I come in is because I kind of see the vision that you have. And I really want to carry that out. 
I really want other people to experience what I experienced and how much I loved it and how much I support this because it's really unlike anything else. And I think that's what the LA people, even Orange County people, San Diego people, like up and down California, even if we, you know, we were to go to the Bay Area, like they would yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah, they would really appreciate like this very like unique experience. And that's what we wanna offer here. Like what we do in, you know, in California will be very much different than what's been happening in Boston. And that's the beauty of I and I Rose Garden that wherever we go, we're gonna be specific to that region. We're going to do things that those people want. We're not going to force something down your throat just because that's our specific business model. Like, no, we love the community. We love the people and we want to be a part of it. We don't yeah. like, we want the community to kind of like have like, you know, come into the shop and just see what we're doing and just kind of transparency. And that's what really excites me about like growing that out here is that I know the want is here and I know when people do get to experience it, that they will support it in a big way and for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited too. It's going to be dope for sure. For sure. Cause we have so many ideas. Like we, you know, we have so many things that we've talked about. Yeah. It's like, it, I think all of us get like giddy and excited when we even think about it because a lot of it we know is going to happen and we're just like, this is just a matter of time, but yeah, we have so many, I I think, amazing ideas that I'm sure will only get better as time goes on. So, yeah, so much to come. I cannot wait for the day when we just have a team of people that actually just execute our ideas. Because if it was as simple as us just, like, completely outlining something and then being like, okay, go make it happen. Do you know the amount of shit that we would get done? Like, it's crazy. That's really the yeah. dream. <laughs> yeah. It is. If other people that we like that who worked with us believed in it as much as we believe in it, I don't man. care if they believe in it. If they can action it to be sold at a, a level <laughs> that is appropriate, then I think that they are welcome on this team. <laughs> and you know, you know what, Ryan, that can be your team, my team. You gotta believe in it. You don't believe in it, you cannot be under my team. <laughs> and everybody runs their you team differently, and that's what makes the world go around. <laughs> I'm a true Taurus. I need that loyalty. You got to be loyal. <laughs> and I will reward you for that. You will be rewarded. Ooh, for Ooh tell us more. <laughs> another episode, another episode. <laughs> Maybe an episode of Moj in the Dark. <laughs> you know, audience, let us know. If you guys want that episode, send your suggestions. And I will Look for our Instagram poll later this week, which is, do you want to hear Moj in the light or do you want to hear in the dark? I vote Moj in the dark. I'm just going to put it out there. Send me questions. I will I will answer. It can be a Q&A. <laughs> My first question is, why won't you turn the light on? <laughs> I don't, can we just say for the world though, like the astrology of us, we, there's a lot of Leo energy here. So I'm a Taurus sun, Leo moon. Pisces rising. I'm a Leo sun and moon, and then a Libra rising. I'm a Taurus sun. Kijana knows my chart. <laughs> so Moj is a Taurus sun, Aquarius moon, Leo rising. So we have a lot of Leo energy here. So it gets a little um, like this. <laughs> That's an apology. That's what that is. That's our first. That's our first public apology. Not an apology. That's an explanation. <laughs> I just wanted the people to understand what they were working with here. Yeah. <laughs>
And Ryan, if you want to know why I won't turn on the lights, submit your questions. <laughs> I, I shall answer I'll it. I'll set it up on the website. As I'm redoing the website, that'll be one of my top tasks, setting up Motion in the Dark hotline questions. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> Make sure. Cancel everything I'm... else. There is nothing else on the board right now. <laughs> I mean, just look at 2020, a dark year. What you need is a dark moj. <laughs> let me ask, my first uh, written question will be, how do we get here? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> well, I'm not sure how we got there, but moj, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was actually not very Thanksgiving-ish. Um, usually we would go to my uncle's house and, you know, we have family that gathers there. Uh, my uncle's kind of been in the States for a long time. So they're kind of like, they appreciate the Thanksgiving holiday more. Mind you, we came here in 06. So the Thanksgiving holiday was never something that was you know very special to me it was more so like just the family gathering and we didn't have that this year so you know kind of missed out on that but you know it's 2020 we're trying to just stay home we're safer at home so we're not trying to do that and my parents are a little you know they're elderly so i'm just a little bit scared for them to kind of be around so many family members and so much exposure. So we just kind of, you know, stayed home. I went to the beach. I took a drive on PCH, uh, watched the sunset in Santa Monica. So, you know, I did something just kind of like me time. So that was really great. Um, but other than that, it really just felt like a nice day off. And I was very content with that. I was okay with not having like, you know, a very typical Thanksgiving this year because it's just not a very typical year. So I was yeah. content. I, I feel that. the same way, Moj. I had a really low-key Thanksgiving too. And it was just me and my roommate slash bestie Kaylee. And we just got a bunch of food and just like laid on the couch and was chilling all day. Got super stoned. Just like a great Thanksgiving. Like that's really what Thanksgiving's all about. If you can't be with the people that you love, you know? It's the best case scenario. Right. Medicinal. Definitely. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Beautiful. That's nice. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. I um I actually like kind of like opted out of Thanksgiving this year. Like I I didn't participate in any I we did, you know, I live with my mom and my brothers all live or a bunch of my brothers live close by. So the ones who live nearby uh, had planned to come over for dinner. But as you guys know from the last podcast, I don't really like my brothers that much. They're not like people that I want to hang out with. We, our energy is not the same. And we just, the vibe is a little weird. So I was like, I'm going to opt out of this one. And also I'm vegan. Nobody else in my family is vegan. Everyone's vegetarian, but nobody's vegan. Um, and we're half Sicilian. So cheese is a very important part of these people's lives and it's just not in mine and I didn't want to make anything complicated for anyone of course my mom still made me her specialty is stuffed artichokes and um she still did make me some vegan stuffed artichokes which I definitely appreciated but yeah I mostly just stayed in my room I did go for a little hike in the morning it was rainy but I still made it out and then I just kind of stayed in my room like smoked a lot of weed watched some movies I watched um, 
the hot chocolate nutcracker. I just want to recommend it because it was so great. It was so inspiring. It's about Debbie Allen and her nutcracker that she created. Uh, it it's just really good. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely good stuff. Yeah, I feel like connecting with nature was kind of big for me this Thanksgiving too, just because like I wanted that um, that difference in like, you know, from our typical traditions, like just watching the sunset, smoking a joint. Uh, I called up one of my best friends and just kind of caught up with her. She's also not with her family this Thanksgiving. So, you know, it was, it was really, it was great. It's just like one of those Thanksgivings that nobody's with anybody. You know what I mean? It's just different. And I feel like, why not be different? You know what is even worse, I have to say, is a Black Friday without Black Friday. I I love Black Friday. Like, I love them all. I love being able to go. You go in rounds. I, I love it. And honestly, if I could pick one that I was able to do safer, I would pick that instead of Thanksgiving. Because I fucking love just racing around Target like a mad person. Ugh, I just, it's the best. I just think it's the best. And I think it's such a shame that we weren't able to do that. A physical Black Friday sale? Are you kidding me? What was the last time you physically stepped out on Black Friday? Probably last year, if not the year last before year. that. Like, I love it. Love it. That's a sin. <laughs> it's because I used to work. It's because I used to work them. So now getting to go as a customer is such a blast. And honestly, it's like just true chaos. Like it's kind of like the world has ended post-apocalyptic. Like people are just throwing shit. There's like people laying on the ground. You don't know if they're bleeding, like everything. I also just love them all. So I'm like, you know, fantasizing it better than it was because we haven't gone to the mall for so long. I don't know. Ryan's saying he loves them all. I feel like that's like a suburban Connecticut type vibe because not I. No, bitch. (laughs) All right. I'm like in the middle with them all. I can enjoy it. I can definitely enjoy a good shopping day going into stores. I definitely do go out on Black Friday. I went out last year, the year before that. I definitely hit up Target, you know, see what they got. But I always go with like the expectation that I might not find everything I need. Yeah. (laughs) So it's never disappointing to me. I'm not like trying to like grab this item. Like I don't go with the list. I just go to see like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know what y'all got? That's how you got to go. Then I can enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just the fun of the experience. Well, we obviously have different ideas of fun experiences. Next Friday, I'm dragging your ass out. We're going and you can choose which round you want to go for. It's the 3 to 5 a.m. round. It's the 8 to 10 a.m. round. It could be the 1 to 3 is pretty good, too, because then everyone's on lunch break. But you can choose. You know, last year, Black Friday sales started right after Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) It's so crazy that Target is just open all day on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, what's that about? That's I think they up. close for like a couple hours or so. they do close for a little bit and then they open up literally like right after Thanksgiving dinner. I think they opened at six last year, 6 p.m. Um, but yeah, these retail workers do not get a Thanksgiving. <laughs> of course, being in a store and being at risk of getting COVID is not like a better alternative. But I think Ryan and I love it more because we've kind of worked retail in the past. And it's like, okay, like I can appreciate it now because like, I don't have to clean up the mess. Like it's a different experience. Um, it's a so maybe it's a little bit yeah, of that. I don't think I've ever worked retail now that you're saying that. I, I actually don't think I've ever had a job in retail. 
I honestly Ooh. love it. You get into it because you love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally, I was 16 working at TJ Maxx because a bitch loved TJ Maxx. <laughs> We're TJ yeah. Maxx twins. Did you forget? <laughs> I, no, no. <laughs> My mom actually said to me the other day that she was thinking about getting a job at Marshalls. I, I will say TJ Maxx is the goat of like that Marshall home goods chain. <laughs> That's what she, I think she, for some reason she feels like she likes Marshalls better. I think Marshalls is like cleaner because I feel like less people go there just inherently. Here they have a lot of TJ Maxx Marshalls combined one store. I don't um, feel like that as much out in LA. It's like just one or the other or it's like tj maxx home goods combined oh, yeah. but never yeah. combined with marshall's i just feel yeah. like marshall's always had like an older woman vibe just even their styles were more like you know for elder like not elder women but like elder than me elder to me <laughs> elderly I mean, at the time. my mom would definitely be in it for the furniture but yeah you gotta go to home goods for the furniture Yes. But like I said, they have a lot of those combined stores here. Oh, like a Marshall's Home Goods? Combined, yeah. Well, you know, because you're so close to TJX headquarters. They're just sprinkling them everywhere there. My mom's a Home Goods connoisseur. She knows, like, like that big Buddha statue in the studio. She got it at Home Goods. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ryan had a tough experience with it. I made a I made a real misstep with the Buddha and <laughs> I started just moving him here, there, and everywhere to try to get him in a photo shoot. Incidentally, the photos looked ridiculous. So I quickly put him back. And then as I put him back, I realized like, oh my God, I have the strongest headache. And then I told Kishanda that and she was like, yeah, I think it's because you were fucking with that Buddha. He was like really not happy about that. And I was like, oh, I just forgot. And like when I came down after Ryan was moving the Buddha back to where it was like rightfully positioned, he like looked so disheveled. He was like, I, the Buddha, I can't. He was like, I'm the glitter, my head. I, and like he, was, he like couldn't say more. spraying glitter at me. He was <laughs> active. There was a cobweb on the bottom that was scaring me. <laughs> and he was very heavy he was with the weight yeah. of do not move me sir and yet nevertheless I persisted and then eventually <laughs> I got him back where he belonged that's funny and that's, that, and that's just a little behind the scenes for you <laughs> <laughs> that's our episode for today Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at iandirosegarden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>